Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. Show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Roots 1977 and 2016 versions. Discussing Roots 1977, Episode 7, creatively titled Part 7. Jesus Christ, that's so many sevens. Uh, <laughs> so, we're basically in a race to the finish at this point, I think it's fair to say. Uh, we're in the penultimate episode of the series. We have been introduced to our last Kunta Quinte descendant. Uh, Tom, played exquisitely by George Stanford Brown. And a lot of this episode pretty much serves to set up where we're going to go in the finale. I'll I'll be totally honest. This is very much a place-setting episode. Uh, It's really phenomenal place-setting, but place-setting nonetheless. Uh, But this is a really really good penultimate episode. So, this episode starts. Uh, Chicken George returns from England 14 years after he left. So, yeah, not exactly the three years he had been promised, but he came back eventually. Uh, Not only has he managed to obtain his freedom, but he also managed to find... His family, uh, Moore sold them off to the Harvey Plantation. Uh, so, his wife's there, his grown-up children, including Tom, are there. Uh, everyone he's ever known is there. And he comes back, and we get this beautiful, touching reunion. Uh, he meets Tom's wife. And they have a nice meeting. She takes him to Tom. And they have this heartwarming reunion. This heartwarming... This heartwarming hello. This heartwarming... I keep finding other words for reunion. But reunion's really the only word. Uh, I'm an idiot. I'm too... I think too much for my own good is what I'm saying here. Uh, but, (laughs) uh, they have this heartwarming get-together, uh, he goes to Matilda, his wife, and he's reunited with her, and he's just having a nice time, telling stories about his time in England, uh, talking about how happy he is to be free, uh, unfortunately, I should mention at this point, uh, by the time he came back, uh, Kizzy has unfortunately died, uh, we spend a minute... 
on that. Uh, Chicken George was already aware when he went back to the Moore Plantation. Uh, but everything's happy, everything's great, and seemingly, in a gesture of good faith, uh, Harvey, uh, the new owner of Tom and Lewis, the other son, and Matilda, is like, Hey, you can stay here. You can stay here and work. That'd be nice. And in a few minutes, you figure out why he does this. Because, of course, as I've been saying, roots giveth, roots taketh away. (sighs) So, apparently there is a law that says if a freedman stays within the state for more than 60 days... He's a slave again. It is this very blatant... It's this very blatant clause... That preys on naive freedmen... So that they stay slaves and stay in chains. It's despicable. It's a new level of despicable, quite honestly... And Harvey, fully aware that Chicken George, nor any of his family, knew anything about this, decided, "Uh, well, I'm going to give him a reason to stay. Until his 60 days are up, and then I'll own him. And so, Chicken George, like, five minutes after he came back, five minutes after he had this beautiful reunion with his family... Now has to leave again in order to keep his freedom. And for a second he considers staying a slave in order to stay with his family. But it's the people around him who say, no, you can't do that. Think about your mother. Think about your grandfather. Think about all they did. Uh, all they talked about. All they, like, their deep desire to be free. You finally get to live out that dream. Don't. Don't throw that away on our account. Just go. Just be free. And then one day we'll join you. And so Chicken George, for the second time in as many episodes, has to deliver this really heartbreaking, has to go through this really tragic goodbye, has to be forcibly separated from his family again. Even when he's free, he still doesn't have the freedom to be with the people he loves. Which is horrific. And I love this final moment between him and Tom. Where Chicken George just recounts the story of Kunta Kinte again. And then he rides off and Tom finishes uh, and Kizzy's son... Uh, rode off to become a free man and all that. Like, I love that the story of Kunta Kinte has become like this mantra for the Kinte family. I I love that. Like, that is awesome. I I love how it's like their own little anthem. This thing that keeps them going. 
you even even with both Kunta and his child long past, like his family still like the specter of Kunta Kinte is just hovering over his family, uh, just sort of guiding them on uh, their various actions, guiding them on their journey, their respective journeys to eventually freedom. Uh, it's just this really, really cool little remembrance. It's this really cool reminder of of just how pervasive Kunta's ideology was. Uh, of just how strong Kunta's spirit was. Uh, that his dream still lives on in his descendants. Like, he was bullheaded enough <laughs> to drill this obsession with freedom into uh, his daughter and his grandson and his great-grandson. It's just really nice whenever they, like, recount the story of Kunta. Uh, but Chicken George leaves immediately. And then this flat-out becomes Tom's story. Like, much like Kizzy stole the show from Kunta, much like George stole the show from Kizzy. This is now the Tom Harvey show. And Tom meets this white boy named George. Uh, He initially meets him when he's trying to steal food from a shed. And... He literally leaves Tom holding the bag. Literally. Tom's trying to put everything back into place. Uh, A bunch of white dudes come in and are like, Oh, look, the black guy is stealing the food. Unfortunately, that stereotype went beyond slavery, but that's a talk for another day. And they take it upon themselves to beat him senseless. For something he didn't even do. For something a white man did. Still a black dude taking a beating. Unfortunately, that would uh, go beyond slavery, but that's a discussion for another day. And it's just this anger-inducing, like, no! If you came, like, five seconds earlier, you would have seen it wasn't him, but you came five seconds too late. Like, what the... And so as Tom's recovering from all the cracked ribs, look who comes around begging for some food. George. And you get this reconciliation between Tom and George, where George is like, look, I'm sorry, I I was just hungry. And Tom sort of understands this, sort of understands this desperation for just something as simple as food, uh, forgives him, and the two of them strike this bond. Uh, and I love this moment, by the way, where uh, he says his name is George, and then, I think it was Matilda, goes, well, we already got a George, and you're so young, we'll just call you Old George. He's <laughs> just like, what the hell? Just this wicked sense of humor on the part of Matilda. Was it Matilda? It might have been uh, Tom's wife, whose name I can't remember. Ah, it doesn't matter. Point is, this family has a wicked sense of humor. <laughs> With naming him Old George. Uh, but George and his wife, 
move into this plantation. Uh, Old George gets his job as an overseer. Which he does not know what an overseer is. And we get this really, really uncomfortable, really incredibly well-written and well-acted moment. Where Tom and his brother have to sort of teach him what an overseer does. Because they know it's better to have him as an overseer than someone who enjoys it. Better to have someone who hates this be an overseer than someone who enjoys it and gets this perverse kick out of it. So they teach him and they act out a scenario where Tom forces his brother to get a bucket of water and like you can see as the scenario plays out as they are play acting old George just becomes like visibly disgusted like oh shit I have to do this I don't I don't want to I don't want to do this I don't want to I don't want to be responsible for this barbarism and then eventually Tom drills it into his skull like, no, you have to, you have to, you have to, this is your job, do it. And then Tom basically forces old George, who has up until this point been incredibly respectful. He basically forces him to call him the N-word. And he like just forces it out, like it, it, it visibly causes him pain. And it's just like... Ugh. Like, <sighs> to be forced to spit vitriol that you do not believe, like, genuinely harmful vitriol that you could not believe any less. To be forced to demean someone you respect, like, that is just... That is a level of emotional torture that I cannot imagine. Uh, And I love the bond between Tom and old George because it's kind of this... It's kind of this very important message that, yes, uh, racial relations in America started out with this horrible, horrible act of slavery, uh, but it has been able to evolve like white people and black people can coexist it's this nice little uplifting moment of just like hey not all white people suck some of them are old george old george is cool he's a nice guy and like they're just sort of they found even though one of them's white one of them's black one of them's a free man, one of them's a slave. They're able to bond in their shared lack of... What's the word? Lack of identity. Or not lack of identity. Uh, they're able to share in their misfortune, their collective misfortune. Uh, Because old George, while he is free, while he is still his own person, and Tom is, unfortunately, not. uh, Old George still has nothing. Still has nothing to his name. He is poor. He is homeless. He can't even feed his pregnant wife. 
So they both have this shared lack of possession. That's the right term. They both have this shared lack of possession, and they're able to bond over that. Uh, And none of this, like, nothing makes this clearer than when old George's wife gives birth to a stillborn baby. And they have the funeral for the stillborn baby. And Tom gets up, gives this speech, and is like, I don't know what he would have been, but if he's anything like his father, he would have been a good man. And old George says to this sea of slaves, this sea of black people, like, I've never had friends like you. You are my family. Like, and it's just this heartwarming moment, like, in this entire series that explored the harsh nature of racial racial oppression, uh, the harsh, perverse, uh, long-running string of racial oppression. Unfortunately, that practice lasted beyond slavery, but uh, that's a conversation for another day. This white person and this black person can still be friends and can still strike up this bond and can still coexist in this very peaceful, wonderful way. Like, it gives you hope. It gives you hope in the midst of all this pain. Uh, And it's a level of hope that this series kind of needed in its late episodes. It kind of needed in its last couple installments because, man... 90% of this so far has been just straight misery. Like, it's nice to kind of have this break from the misery and this break from the tragic and just be like, hey, here's this relationship uh, between a white dude and a black dude at the tail end of slavery. That's just this, this, this wonderful friendship, this wonderful bond. And it's so eloquently tackled it's so eloquently it's so eloquently written and i love it i love how they build this out throughout the episode now this entire episode set against the backdrop of the civil war and not gonna lie i did find it kind of funny when One minute, this southern town is celebrating the fact that they're going to war with the North. And they're talking about how great it is. Oh, we're going to beat them Yankees. And then, like, 20 minutes later, uh, a group of them come back and are like, They're kicking our asses. Man, they have so much stuff. We We can't compete with them. We're screwed. We're finished. It's, it's, I, I found that kind of funny. Like, it's just like, it's just this moment of instant karma. Like, yeah, sirs, you're right, assholes. You guys have been dicks throughout this entire series for, like, centuries at this point, And now you're just like, um, well, we suck. We're gonna... We're going to lose. And then we get our really, really tense, really brilliant ending. 
uh, where this one high-ranking Confederate soldier is, like, hiding out in Tom's blacksmith workshop. And it's like, hey, I'm deserting. I, 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 I need your help. Uh, go to my shop. Grab some clothes. Uh, like, help me, please. And Tom, after some convincing, is like, okay, I'll help you. And then Tom's wife comes by, and the dude immediately tries to rape her. And Tom walks in on this. The two get into a fight. The two get into a deadly altercation. It's made very clear that this white dude's going to kill Tom. And Tom drowns him. Just flat out, like, just overpowers him. Sticks his head in this tub of water and drowns him. Deserved, by the way. This dude is a dick. That, wow, that's putting it mildly. I, I'm calling an attempted rapist a dick. That That's just, that is not harsh enough language. Uh, I, w- I will venture to call this dude an evil motherfucker. So... Very deserved murder. Uh, The dog outside has uh, a lot to say about this, apparently. He is barking a lot. I'm sure that's getting picked up on the mic. That has to be. Anyway, not important. Point is, this dude's dead. Uh, His brother comes along and is like, Hey, have any of you seen this dude? You look suspicious. You look a little beat up. Where'd you get that? Oh, you say a horse kicked you? Uh, but you're a blacksmith. You should know better. You haven't seen The Last of Me. So we kind of have this conflict brewing in the background. And that's where the episode ends. One more left. I'm going to shut up. And I'm just going to let the next episode speak for itself, because... Oh boy, that finale is, uh, that finale is something. It's real good. And I cannot wait to dive into that. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simplest just to push a button. On the Anchor app, I'll play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined, to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Roots 1977 Episode 8, the series finale. Talk to you then.